So, as I said the other day, how do you read the Word of God? Do you read it from a position of judgment and uh, condemnation, or do you read it from a position of faith? Uh, that Those attitudes will determine how you interpret the Word of God. We're in Romans chapter 8, and we see here that it says, for instance, uh, it, oh, by the way, chapter 8 is about uh, the living in the resurrected life of Christ, that is living by his uh, life-giving spirit, where he says, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. And then a little later he says, So then, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Now, you see, if you look at that from the point of view of judgment and condemnation and the absence of faith, you will believe that you're not pleasing to God, that he's frowning on you all the time. But if you read this from a position of faith, you will say, well, God is telling me that my human nature won't make it through to the kingdom of heaven. It can't please God. And so he has given me a new nature in Christ. Christ uh, has accounted me righteous, or rather judged and condemned in his death, and uh, has accounted me righteous in his resurrection. So you see, it depends on how you, whether you live uh, with a mind that is already under judgment, or whether you live uh, with a mind that is faith uh, of faith. And God is saying to us, now look, Live in the resurrection of Jesus by faith. Live as if you were already raised from the dead. Live as if Christ, uh, in his uh, life-giving spirit, resurrected spirit, is in you. And uh, give thanks to God for everything that's going on, because life is in you, not death. See how it works? For and So let me read those verses again. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace, because the carnal mind is enmity towards God, against God, rather. For it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. You, again, you, you have to ask yourself, well, what does it mean to be in the flesh? Do you think that uh, you can only get out of the flesh once you have, uh, that is, out of your human nature, once you've overcome everything and become a perfect human being? No, that's not what it's saying or meaning. To be in the flesh is to simply believe you are outside of Christ, you are absent of Christ. And to be in the Spirit is to have faith that He is your Savior, that He has risen from the dead for you and is daily supplying you with uh, the energy of life. Even though you may be tired and weary, that's your flesh. But your Spirit says, I'm alive in Him. But now comes a verse um, that is very revealing and very, very encouraging. He says in verse 9, But you are not in the flesh but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Well, that sounds good in the first clause, doesn't it? But then what about the second clause, if the Spirit dwells in you? Well, how do I know the Spirit dwells in me? And there are some people who go off the rails in this, uh, at this particular point. 
because they say, well, how am I going to get the Spirit in me? And so they meditate for hours, or they read the Word endlessly, or they go to many, many meetings, or they pound their pillow for uh, begging God uh, to give them the Spirit, and uh, they wait upon the Spirit and wait for this sort of electric shock or this... uh, shiver down the spine, as it were, uh, to see, to determine whether they have received the Spirit. Well, you know, that's called a simple word, fanaticism. And I want to tell you why what I have said is clearly true. Look at verses 9, 10, and 11 together. Let's read them. But you are not in the flesh, but you are in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through the Spirit who dwells in you. Now, I want you to notice how Paul is interchanging the various terms that he gives for the Holy Spirit. In verse 9, he says, You are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. First of all, then he calls the Holy Spirit the Spirit. Then he says, If indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. So then he calls the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God. So we have, first of all, the Spirit, then the Spirit of God. And now look at what follows. If indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. Okay, so now, having called the Holy Spirit, first of all, the Spirit, then the Spirit of God, and now the Spirit of Christ, what's the next thing? Verse 10, But if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin. Now he calls the Spirit Christ. Now, why is this important? Well, because even though we believe in the Trinity, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, you cannot separate the Trinity in the sense that if you have one of them, you may not have the other. You can't do that. If you have Jesus Christ, you have the Spirit. Now, do you see why I'm saying that? Because he calls the Spirit, the Spirit of God, then the Spirit of Christ, and then Christ. Let's read it again, shall we? So then, those of you who are in the flesh cannot please God. But if you are not in the flesh, but you are not in the flesh, you are in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin. Do you see then? So you don't have to go wandering around as a Christian, a man or woman, in the presence, in the, in, in the life of Jesus by faith, you do not have to go wandering around asking, where is the Spirit? 
How do I get the Spirit? As if the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, were an extra um, elevated experience above Jesus Christ. Not at all. If you have Jesus Christ by faith, you have the Holy Spirit. Paul said in the book of Colossians, in Christ the fullness of the Godhead dwells bodily. Let's say that again. In Colossians, Paul says, the fullness of the Godhead dwells in Jesus Christ. So then, we can go before God and say, Father in heaven, I thank you so much that in your Son I have everything you have given. I have the Holy Spirit, and I praise you for him, that he is comforting me every day and strengthening me every day and assuring me every day of Christ's love for me and you, your love for me, dear Father. And you might go to Psalm 139. You remember that wonderful psalm? O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thought afar off. You comprehend my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word on my tongue, but behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. You have hedged me behind and before and laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in the grave, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. You see, this is the kind of faith you and I can have and, and do have, but we now exercise it. So you don't listen to those messages of uh, coming from the pulpit that say erroneously, yes, you're a Christian, but do you have the Spirit? By faith, you don't say, oh, I've got to get the Spirit. I have only Christ. Only Christ? In Christ is the fullness of the body, uh, the, the Godhead bodily. In Christ are all the promises fulfilled. Uh, Paul says, all the promises find their yes and amen in Jesus Christ. And so you lift your heart up and say, Father, thank you for your Holy Spirit and make me more aware of him. Please enable me not to block him and enable me to allow him to have uh, full access to my heart and mind. And so, you see, it is not an issue of whether you have the Spirit or not. It's an issue of how much you're allowing your carnal nature to block him. But by faith we say, Father, I thank you that my carnal nature has been counted as dead in Christ. I'm alive in him. So let's look at these verses one more time. They are so very revealing. This is chapter 8 of Romans and verse 9. But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. Now, that last part, 
You see, the body is dead because of sin. It doesn't mean you don't feel the body anymore. Goodness, that would be death itself, wouldn't it? Of course you feel the body. You're a sensuous being. You're alive still. The body here is talking about when it says uh, the body is dead because of sin. It's talking about the human nature that we live in is counted as having been executed. Because that execution was taken on your behalf by Jesus Christ. And so, if Christ is in you, by faith, you don't say, well, how do I know Christ is in you? You know Christ is in you because you received him by faith as your Savior. And so, because of Christ being in you, then the body that you live in is counted as not yours anymore. Finished. Dead. But the Spirit is life because of righteousness. And so you get up on a dreary Monday morning, say, and you say, nevertheless, even though I feel half dead, Lord, this morning, I thank you so much that your Spirit is life in me because of righteousness. Do you see then how faith works, how faith lives this life with Jesus? And as we speak faith, not only into our own souls, but as we speak faith towards God, we become more and increasingly aware of his presence. Hello, this is Colin Cook, and thanks for joining me today. You're listening to my 26 year six year old broadcast on the gospel as it is described in the book of Romans. I go through the book of Romans about every year to a year and a half because this book describes how faith lives and what faith lives in. Jesus Christ's death, atoning sacrifice, and his resurrection to eternal life for us. So keep tuning in because then you'll learn how you can exercise and your faith and understand what your faith is. Make a donation if you would to keep the broadcast going. You can do so online at faithquestradio.com That's faithquestradio.com You can also make the donation online at fa- uh, on by uh, the mail P.O. Box 366 Littleton, Colorado 80160 Thanks then. See you next time. Cheerio and God bless.